Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You need to know exactly where your food's coming from. It's the, the clientele that write the menu every week. Keeping your eyes open and your ear to the ground, essentially, and listening to what people are growing. The integrity, that, that provenance, that ability to not just know where something came from, but to really know the, the ins and outs of how it was raised mm. is really important. Hello and welcome to another Quicksand Food Connection podcast. This is the Capital Cookbook 3 edition and my name is Stefan Postuma. Today I speak with Michelle and Stanley Van Wyk from the Southside Farmers Markets. The Southside Farmers Markets has been around for a few years now and it's an important part of food culture in Canberra. It's at Canberra College in Phillip every Sunday morning and one thing I learned from Michelle and Stanley is how they've really brought a community together around their markets. Organising a markets is a big job and it's great to get a perspective on their interactions with both the farmers and the producers and also the customers that shop at their markets. It's the type of place where you go to talk to your farmer, to know the names of the people around you and to connect to where your food comes from. I found this conversation fascinating and I learned a lot about what it's like to run a market. So I hope that you enjoy this conversation with Michelle and Stanley Van Wake from the Southside Farmers Markets. Well, firstly, where did, where did your idea to start uh, Farmers Markets come from? Uh, well, actually, it wasn't our idea. <laughs> I have to confess. So um, it was actually started by the son of the Pentany family, mm-hmm. who were instrumental in starting Capital Region as well. And they ran it for, he ran it for about 18 months, and then they opened the first of their chocolate shops. And he just got, I think, sick of the whole Sundays and working with the shop and on the farm and doing everything. And so a funny story, I used to work in Sydney in um, the banks in IT and one of my employers there turned up selling blueberries from an organic farm at the market and I'd shopped at the market for a long time and she went, well, you know, actually he's trying to sell the business, he's interested in doing something else and at that stage we had a two-year-old son and I was working two days a week. I thought, just fit this in, it's a great idea, love to run a market and it sort of went from there. We had no experience, no growing experience, neither of us have come off farms, um, but we thought it was a really important thing to do and we wanted mm. to be part of it, so that's sort of the, so, how it started. So what, what, what made it an important thing to do for you? What, why did you see it as something that would be valuable to the community and you know, yourselves? Yeah, no, I think the value is in, I mean it's twofold, one is from a grower's perspective it gives them a fantastic opportunity to sell their produce directly. Um, a lot of them wouldn't necessarily be able to stay on their farms without the farmers markets and Canberra's good for them because they can come and do two or in some cases three now 
and so that gives them a, a good income and they can use that stable enough they can use that for forward planning as well mm. um, but from a consumer perspective particularly you know as a mum what's really important to me is the quality of my food that it's fresh that it's reasonably priced and I know how it's been grown and so the market gives you a model where you can do that and you can talk directly to the person that's grown it so mm. that's really important yeah. but, but I think the other um, important factor is what, once you start going to a market you you become part of that community and then the the borders between whether you're a customer or whether you're a storeholder sort of quickly grays and, and it be, just becomes a community mm. and a lot of people going there um, but also they'll talk about our market or so so it, it's I guess it's probably going back to um, prior years or long ago where you had a relationship with your butcher or um, to your baker and you talk to them and there's more human interaction mm. whereas I think nowadays if you go into a supermarket and you just go in you can easily go in get everything you need without talking to anybody and you go out again whereas I think this fills a gap where people feel they want to go somewhere where they know where they can talk to people and then have a food interest as well and as Michelle says it's important to know where things are coming from how they were grown because um, that seems to be more and more uh, could be a problematic if say for instance you have cancer and there's chemicals and so on so, so it, it sort of I think fills multiple niches Definitely. Uh, all coming a, together. It's a good point too, because for our growers that's important as well. They particularly like our market because it's very social. They have a lot of customers they've had for um, almost 10 years. They, the customers bake for them. They talk about recipes. Um, and it gets them off their properties and actually engage with the community. And for a lot of them that's really, really important part of their social well-being um, otherwise they're very isolated or particularly if they've got a single crop and they've got a short um, selling season for example then the rest of the time they're sort of on their farms and there's not much else going on so it's yeah, a that's really an point. Point. but they love it yeah. you know they get cakes baked for them and bread and people try things with their produce and then bring it in to show them yeah that's a, that's a really cool interaction when people if, if people are bringing yeah. your product to you in, yeah. and, and show you what the possibilities are I think another benefit of that interaction um, can be with chefs because there's a lot of chefs that shop at farmers markets either to buy produce for home or produce for their restaurants also and you know a chef can is so educated in produce compared to the average person that they can also educate the farmers on what's on trend and what people might be buying and 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 that sort of thing you know like i, I think chefs chefs are a, a, a lot responsible for making kale such a huge boom that it was and then you go to the farmers markets and you see lots of farmers growing great kale which is yes. healthy for everyone and, yes. and and it's that like you say it's like a really important yeah. connection and interaction and it has massive benefits yeah. for sort of both sides yeah, you know, it sort of feeds off, off each other because a lot of the older farmers they would have if you ask them what do you do say with kale or they have something funny then they have Originally traditional recipes and ideas that they can do with it, but uh, the new ideas I think do come from the chefs where they've experimented and tried things. And then if they can give that again to the grower or the farmer, then they tell the customers again, the others. Yeah. Mm. 
So yeah. it's nice to see the kids at the market as well because a lot of them uh, have grown up with market food and you know you hear lovely stories from the parents that say, well, if I try and buy something from a supermarket, my child won't eat it because mm. it doesn't taste the same. It's not as good and it's not as fresh. And that's really nice because now that's we've got a whole generation of people coming through who know what good food tastes like mm. and won't eat anything else. So um, that's fantastic too. Things. Mm. And it's a bit of that education back, um, and we did a bit of this early on, is about what is in season mm. for our region, what is seasonal food, and you know when, when can you get oranges, when's garlic in season, um, and it's sort of getting closer to that rather than you can have everything all the time. And we talk to people about not planning what they're going to, to cook from a book because that's not necessarily indicative of what's in season for us. So coming and seeing what's at the market and it's fresh, and then going home and working out what they want to cook from it. So, mm. Yeah, that's great. That's really important. Another little thing that I, I was thinking about with that sort of education between chefs and growers is chefs, um, like I've, I've, I've talked to a few chefs who have educated growers on helping them use products to the full potential. So, you know, there might be something like parsley that has a root that's perfectly edible that that, that they, they have the ability to sell mm. and, and chefs buy it but it's the chefs that are educated on how to cook it and how to use it and other sort of elements of the produce whether it be you know pig's ears or something like mm. that that people want to learn how to cook or garlic scapes or mm. any 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 part of a part of a product that, that is generally not used that it's that sort of opportunity to interact that educates both sides yes, and yep. allows for that sort of sustainability yes. increase and i think too a lot of um that seasonal produce there's a large proportion of community who do the preserves you know when tomatoes are in season they make the puree that lasts them for the rest of the year they you know pickle the olives and things like that and it's really good to see that coming through as well because that's about making the most of what we have at any point in time um which is important as well. Well, that's kind of the way that, that food's always been. I mean, we're such a young country that we don't have as much experience in the necessity to preserve foods, you know, to get you through the winter like yes. you used to. Or, yeah. um, you know, if you like, if you want tomatoes in winter, you know, in Italy, then they'd, then they'd preserve them in some way and then they could use them to make these other great dishes. And we kind of take for granted those products now because we can buy them on the shelves or, you know, you, you've got olives in a jar or whatever it may be but yeah. those sorts of techniques came out of necessity mm, to start yes. with and people going back and learning how to do it from scratch and learning that an olive isn't something that comes in a jar it's a, it's a, it's a fruit and if you try to eat it fresh if you won't you'll spit it out it's because nice. yeah so it's it, yeah it's really important mm. that sort of education and again the markets is just an opportunity for people to learn from each other yeah yeah it's great um I think the other thing that was sort of touching on what you were saying, um, Michelle, was people, like, like you said, kids, kids don't want to eat anything else. Or, you know, generations are educating younger people um, on what good produce is. And it, when, you, when you go, you, sort of people who shop at farmer's markets are proud farmer's market shoppers. And I, I know I am, you know what I mean? Like when I've got a fridge full of fresh stuff, on a, on a Sunday or early in the week from, from the farmer's markets on the weekend. You know, you're really proud to use it. And then if you cook dinner for someone, you know, I, I was just doing this the other night. I um, made a roast chicken and um, some pumpkin and some potatoes. And I said to my friends who I was cooking for, I said, these are Michael Hulse's um, pumpkins and potatoes from down in Maria, completely organic, you know, fertilised with worm poo. And, 
and and whatever because you're proud and yeah. uh, you've got that connection to yes. those people and then and and that translates not only from the markets but then it goes through to these people and they go oh that's interesting and then they taste it and it's just miles away from you know what you buy in a supermarket yeah. especially if it's not in season yes. so yeah um uh, it's a funny story because um, Joy, who also grows organic potatoes from near Cookwell, she lost her voice last week, basically. She'd been away for a few weeks and she was talk- t- so busy talking to all her customers <laughs> that actually she couldn't speak by the end of the market, which was very funny. But it is, it's about the, you know, you can say, this is the person who grew the food that I'm eating and, you know, I know how hard they worked for it and I know how amazing it tastes. And a lot of our, I think, customers are loyal to particular stall holders yes, as well they sort of yeah. tend to have a you know this <laughs> is my true. routine yeah my potato <laughs> exactly. man exactly he's my, my potato yeah. man my potato <laughs> man I need to go to my tomato <laughs> man I've, right. got a, I've got a kimchi man at your uh, <laughs> at your yeah. markets as well I like my kimchi your kimchi yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you know Hayley you buy your fish from Hayley yeah. and uh, it's it's good like yeah. that I think yeah that's a great um, that's a great connection um We'll quickly talk about sort of, I guess, the evolution of the markets. I mean, you guys uh, overtook the markets how long ago now? 2008. Yeah, so eight years ago. Yeah, so eight years ago now. And, I mean, in the last eight years, there's there's been a massive development in interest in food in Canberra. You know, with restaurant openings, you know, food events, you know, more farmers' markets happening, whether or not they survive or not's another thing, but um, more farmers' markets going on, which is, you know, it's a good thing. And, um, you know, I mean, what sort of, like, have you, have, you, have you seen this sort of increase in interest happen, like, through your market? Yes, definitely. I mean, it's, as you say, some, some new markets start up, but they don't necessarily um, last very long. But I think what's also more... Um, challenging in the Canberra environment is that there's no or the region is there's, there's not that many growers mm. so that, that is a limiting factor um, so there's a lot of meat growers but not like you get in Victoria around Melbourne where there's a huge concentration of the actual vegetable yeah. and um, fruit growers so so it, it, there's not an unlimited supply to just start markets up and find new growers and they'll come. So, and it, it's also um, limiting for them how much time they can spend at markets. So, if you're farming, you can't come to three markets a week because it takes yeah. at least yeah, a day and a half for each market to prepare and come to the market. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think too the other thing that's changed over sort of the time that we've been doing it is um, the, the school kitchen garden programs have had a really big impact as well. So, um, you know, there's some here that have gone through the Stephanie Alexander program, others that have got grants and done it themselves, and our growers have helped a couple get established. But the children are much more engaged with not only knowing where the food comes from and growing it, but then doing something with it they enjoy. And I think that's, that's made a bit of a shift as well in terms of some of those children are then saying to their parents, you know, we should be going to the farmer's market or, That's you know, great. maybe we could grow some of this ourselves and then we know that it's, you know, it's fresh and where it comes from. So, yeah. But once again, it's probably, it's sort of difficult to, to uh, determine what came first because the, the farmer's markets educate the people because they can talk to the farmer and where does the food come from and how do they grow it and all of that and how they can use it. Um, but so, so people then, once they know more, they, they become more dedicated to it and the word spreads. But 
Canberra is very um, unique in that sense that I think there's a very high level of education already mm. in terms of people that want to eat good, want to know where their food comes from. And also the whole movement around what things really cost. So if, if they can buy a litre of milk for a dollar, they know that it's not quality and it's not really what it costs to actually produce that. If the farmer... If there's no middleman and the farmer comes and sells his milk and it costs him four dollars for a litre to sell, then that's very close to the real cost. Um, so, so people are becoming more educated in terms of what things cost, where it comes from, what's in season, um, and, and then th that sort of creates, once they're more educated, creates the, I guess, the need for more markets and more mm. people come to the markets. Mm, it's it's yeah. it's really good. it's it's a really good thing. It's really um, you know there's a lot of promise in the fact that farmers markets are growing. More people are shopping there, and more people are getting yeah. educated. And I guess it starts you know for for a lot of people probably an interest in food and an interest to educate yourself starts with the media. With I mean you just see the amount of cooking shows on there, and you know. All of them, all of them, to their credit, you know, you like them or not. I don't watch that many cooking, you know, MasterChef and stuff. But um, you know, they 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 do emphasise quality produce in those yes. shows. You know, like, I mean, not always. Some are sponsored by bits and pieces, yeah. but they do talk about the importance of quality produce, and then that filters down to people, and they just take an interest in it, and they say, well, you know, we're not going to go and buy a frozen pizza for dinner because mm. we want to be able to, you know, we want to be able to know what ingredients are and things like mm. that and yeah. I, th I think too the, the thing that those shows do is that they show things being created from scratch with all of the raw exactly. ingredients and I think that's sort of growing and changing over time as well mm. now that people are less likely to buy a jar or something or you know something pre-made that they'll take the time to actually make it themselves with all the raw ingredients yeah. to start with but the, the sort of wider influence or impact of that I don't know whether you want to <laughs> digress into That's that right. kind of thing but <laughs> is that um, people become more aware also of the, the local economy so if they if there's farmers around a town or city or village and they buy from them then that money goes back into that community and it sustains the community and the community gets wealthier and healthier and if you do buy the frozen pizza that doesn't go back into the community it's sort of a, a long-term downward spiral then. But, um, but the other interesting thing about the markets is a lot of the growers, this would be their second or third career. A lot of them have other experience and they're very aware of this kind of thing. A good person is Michael Holes. He's very aware of the, the bigger impact and having a, a local economy. Yes. <laughs> How that, that sort of... It's not just the food aspect, it's sort of the whole community in there. And, and, and the, I suppose the, the farmer's market is a visible representation of that, where you can see these people all come together, the consumers and the growers, and that constitutes the community. Yeah. The other thing probably we haven't touched on at all is that the markets are a really good small business incubator. So, you know, we talked about the growers and, and everything else, but from a Canberra community perspective, there are a lot of people in Canberra who've got ideas about businesses that are related to food. They can come to the market, they can test their ideas, they get immediate feedback from customers. 
um, on what's good and what works and price points and all things like that. And over time, you can watch those businesses grow. Some of them love the markets, don't want to actually step. When their demand is high enough, they go, well, you know what, I just like doing what I'm doing. And others take off. You know, they, they, they've got shops of their own or they disappear yeah. or they wholesale or they move back to Sydney and places like that. So from that perspective, it's also a really important part of the local community. Mm. Um, and there's lots of those businesses that have come through markets um, and, and grown and developed or moved definitely. on. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it, you know, it, it definitely, like you say, I think people, people get inspired to, to mm. follow something that they're interested in rather than necessarily working in, a, in, in something that they don't like. You know, and to be honest, like, you know, there's, there's people that are really interested in food and I think pe- people have to, like, when they, when they enter a market, when they think about, let's, okay, let's trade, let's think about growing something or whatever, people probably should remember that the best people to talk to before they start are people like you because there's holes where there's places that, you know, a product that isn't available would be perfectly received, like so well received. But, you know, if, if you just say, well, I like chicken, so I'm going to start producing eggs, you know, you, you've probably got enough egg producers, you know, so from your perspective, you want to you create an environment where there's a, a really good variety and a good harmony that brings more people back in. Um, and then, you know, and, and, and it's cool because other people, like, they have the opportunity to be creative and, and find something find something different that's going to work well. And if you find that, at the end of the day, at a, at a farmer's market, it's, I mean, obviously, it's, it's, it's a hard to generalise this, but, you know, if, if, if you're a bit savvy and you plan well, like, it, it, it's not too hard to make a bit of profit at the farmer's markets, you know? It does, your startup costs aren't heaps. It doesn't, don't have to be heaps. And, you know, it just, just, and just that little bit, you know, just as little, it doesn't even make, it matter if you make a loss in your first week because you can, you can twist and change things and stuff, but, you know, just a, a, a little bit of feedback and encouragement and stuff, it, it all sort of builds, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it's really promising. Yeah. And the, the other aspect that you um, have selling directly as the producer at a farmer's market is you get feedback direct from the customers mm. back to say whether they like the product or not. And then you can adjust according yeah. to that. Yeah, that's uh, perfect. Yeah. yeah, adjust on all things, you know, price and yeah. you know, even size of things. Like I, I was talking to a producer that says that he liaises directly with chefs who say we want small broad beans because they're the sweetest and the tastiest and and, and everything. And, and those sorts of connections are great as well because yes. you know, like you get instant feedback on what your customer wants yes. and then you can you can grow that for them yeah. Yeah. everyone's happy yeah. and I think too with the value add producers we try and encourage as much as possible that they use produce from the market so it's not mm. always feasible but um, is it, we sort of encourage that trading within the market environment as well and that helps everybody long term and we look for opportunities for them outside the market that we might hear about the not here during the week for example um, where we can we facilitate those in production so we're doing um 600 pieces of fruit for TEDx this week oh really which is fantastic yeah where's that uh Canberra Theatre oh okay great yeah this weekend so um you know and that's they they approached us and said this is what we want to do we want to have some fresh fruit so we were able to then talk to our growers and um 
get that in place. So yeah. there's a, a, as much as possible, we, we look for those opportunities as yeah, well. Fantastic. You know, the new um, flights to Singapore at the airport, for example. There's a whole lot of things that are happening more broadly that we're hoping they can take advantage of mm. along the term. And, and those little avenues and opportunities that you get, you, you sort of never know who, who then comes into contact with a piece of fruit from the farmers markets mm. and gets to know about That's the right. system here in Canberra yeah. and 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 what can sort of grow from there. Yes. It's, it's yeah. sort of yeah. an ever sort of evolving organism, which yes. is which is really yeah. great. Yeah. Um, going back to I guess going back to the start, you started off at the CIT and you've now moved over to Canberra College. And I was talking to you just before um, Michelle about about how it sort of changed and how. Just, just a small thing like position and you know the flow of the market has, has brought some more people in, and you've seen you know both an increase in sort of traffic and then also sales from the producers and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, a lot of people have said that it's bigger than they thought, and right. I think because you can see almost from one edge of the market to the other now, and and you can see it's it's not bigger this time of year is actually probably our lowest in terms of seasonal fruit. But because you can see so much of it, people have gone, oh, well, this is a really big market. Mm. Um, and it's got, a, I think, a very festive atmosphere yeah. now there's, there's as, as well. Yeah, definitely a new energy to it yeah. as well, I think. Well, I mean, and you, you, changed, you moved in the winter as well, yes. so there's a... Why did you do that? There's only upside from you. Because you can, get, you, know, you can get your systems in place and, and then be ready for summer. Yes. And yep. I have no yes. doubt that it'll be great. And I think, um, you know, I shop at both large Canberra farmers markets, your ones and the capital region ones. And there's there's big differences between both of them from my perspective in that I think a lot of people who go to the capital regions one because of the larger amount of stalls and things like that are very focused on just getting their shopping done and going. Whether Whereas I, I personally use your markets as an event as much as I as much as I use it as an opportunity to buy great food because um, you know my sister lives in Western Creek and I've got friends that live around the area and things like that and if, if you know if I don't go to Epic to get some produce and, and, and think I want to catch up with some people on the weekend I'll send a text out to a bunch of friends and just say look I'm gonna be at the farmers markets at 10 a.m. on um, Sunday morning come down, have a coffee, have something to eat, get a bit of produce, and, and it's a great place to sort of hang out and yes. gather, you know? So I think, you know, your markets has has, has its benefits and, and the other ones have theirs, and yeah. um, they work in really good harmony in Canberra yes. as well. People yeah. like them for the different um, yes. benefits that yeah. they have. Yeah, yeah. 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 and we, we try very hard, so you touched on before about um, having enough variety of produce so that people can come and do a whole shop every week, and we focus a lot on that, and we, we look very hard at um, as much as we can matching supply and demand so that um, we have the right number of stalls for the, the number of customers we have because we found occasionally in the past we've made some errors of judgement I have <laughs> and let in maybe you know one of a particular type of stall too many one too yeah. many eggs or one too many meat or something and it, it actually changes it for everybody that's oh, there yeah. nobody does as well the new stall doesn't do well the, the existing stalls don't do well and it doesn't work well for the harmony of the market yeah. either so we, we do as much as we can try and look at um, either things we don't have if someone retires for example um, or that make sure we've got enough you know spread so that there's a spread of price people have opportunities to, to choose um, different growers as well definitely it's, it's a constant it must be a constant balance of 
you know, of, of, of fresh produce, yeah. of ready-made stuff, it of is, meats, of dairy, is. and then and then you know, coffee and and and, and stuff that people yes. are gonna gonna eat on the spot yes. and stuff, and, and that's and that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Got to have a delicate balance because the thing is, um, I think what people don't realise, you know, dealing with yourselves and other other markets. Like I've I've sold books at markets before, for example. Um, People that run run it have to have to also deal with the sensitivities of all the stallholders, which must be a real, you know, a real challenge as well. Like to bring into the balance. So, you know, uh, it's, it's it actually is, not too yeah. bad. Not though, too bad I for have you to guys. Say, That's our good. guys are all. Yeah, but I think good. the key is you have to be careful who you let in yeah. in the first, first place. place. Yeah. And then, then if you let the right people in, then it's not a problem. Then of people course. get get along and uh, they help each mm. other. That's and it. I think that we've been very fortunate in that area in the past, so it's worked well. But um, you, know, you do have to be aware of tensions between different <laughs> stallholders from time to time. But or, I mean, overall, it, it's a good community, and mm. things exactly. blow over, and they all get along. But they know, help each other out. out. Like they, you know, the stories about them helping each other and. Um, everything are pretty amazing. We, I mean, we, yeah. we've had a few where you usually don't try try not to put someone who's got the same product opposite each other. Yes. Even if they like each other, they tend to kind of stand there and it becomes... Uh, we have a few people who aren't necessarily very good drivers or can't reverse. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, those are the, the nuances that on a, a dark, cold Sunday morning really make a difference to oh, how smoothly it runs. Good on them. They're they're out there. You know, what time do they first start coming in on a Sunday morning? Uh, it's people that two o'clock some of them. Yeah, really? two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, it's very early. And that yeah. you know, some That's, of them sleep in their bus or a swag or you know, so it's not like they've had a luxurious hotel yeah, or anything. Yeah. Um, a lot of them do it very low cost and yeah. low key when they come. It takes a thick skin to do that Absolutely. sort of thing. So good on them. You know, yeah. And it's yeah. obviously something that they. Yeah believing because they wouldn't be doing it otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. We've got stalls. Most of our stallholders that started at the market are still at the market. So we started with 12 and I think the majority of those 12 are still at the market. They've been there the whole time. That's probably another another thing, a topic um, which is worth talking about is is the continuity because a lot of the farmers are older and um, from time to time we get younger farmers coming in but but the whole you can see it it's struggle for, the farmers markets are usually for the smaller farmers and then sort of probably medium sized um, the ones with the big operations usually have contracts and so sure, yeah. it's not worth their time although from time to time we, we we've had some that have the really big operations and they come to the market because they enjoy it mm. and, and they still do that and um, but, but what I want to get back to is, is sort of a lot of the farmers are, once they go or retire, there's not a huge lot of new people coming in to actually, that you think is going to continue that. Mm. And, and, and that, that is probably more a concern for, it is. for, for the longer term. Um, coming back to the whole local community and local economy. Thing, yeah. Because if you only have big operations supplying big supermarkets, then you don't have that segment of small growers. Mm. Well, I think that 
you know, when you when you think about big operations, a lot of the a lot of the a lot of big farms are sort of passed down through generations, and maybe with a small operation where it's a, a one person show or or whatever, and you know, it's 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 difficult it's difficult to I guess convince the kids to take to take over growing the, the spuds or whatever it may be, and um, I think one of the promising things about it is that young people can see the opportunity in being able to produce and make a living just by attending farmers markets and just by holding stores at a farmers market because you know the it's 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 to me it seems completely unrealistic for someone to say i'm going to get into farming and where i want to end up at the end is have huge million dollar tractors and be supplying the big mm. chains because the amount of capital that it takes to sort of get something like that off the ground you know the, the amount of experience that you'd need that's why those things are passed down through the generations mm. but you know when a young person can say I've got you know my, my parents have two acres of land in Sutton or you know they've got a spare you know mm. hectare out in Gundaroo or whatever it may be and you know it's good soil out there and I think that people are interested in a certain product so why not this summer let's try and grow some of this and see if I can make it make a living at the markets it's it's a much more viable way for new people to enter into that yes. into that so I think that the farmers markets even though it's a concern I mean the average age of a farmer in Australia is probably 60 or something like that now um, even though it is a concern I think that the in- increase in the farmers market system is the thing that sort of gives it a bit of promise in the yes. as well yeah. Great. I, th- I think yeah. too as well that um, we had some interesting stories about farmers who've got old orchards for example and because of the cheap um, products coming into the supermarkets a particular variety they might have grown doesn't sell as well anymore and that's I think less so at the farmers markets mm-hmm. where it's more so if you're selling into the chains and so I think the ability to have you know the the heritage battle apples or the fruit that doesn't look perfect I, mean, I think that's a really important part of it as well but it gives you the opportunity to grow things because they taste good not not because of how well they necessarily transport or that you know this is the fad this type of apple is a current fad it allows you to do some of those other things as well that will die out otherwise yeah Yeah, that's that's the the other aspect of the farmer's market that's exciting you can go there and see new and strange things yes and you can taste them yes and and especially the taste is what makes them and someone will yeah. tell you how to cook it as well, like yeah. what to do with it when you, yeah. when you see it too, yeah. which yeah. is good. Really good. Um, I mean, you guys have just changed venue and stuff. Um, you know, is there any other irons in the fire? Have you got any ideas that, you, that you're working on towards summer that you want to let out of the bag? No, there's oh, no, we'll, not We'll a have an official sort of opening. opening of the new venue. Okay. And a celebration, so that'll be in October. It will be our tenth, tenth year oh, anniversary. Okay, yeah. So we'll have a, a official launch at Canberra College and a party. Yes. Perfect. Any any brilliant ideas? Oh. Gratefully received. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> um, but so far, that's it. I mean, we're really, really looking forward to the stone fruit season. Yeah, exactly. Hanging out very much for the, the first lot of peaches. Hopefully, early November, depending on the weather. And all of the cherries. Might get, and might get a tray in for the, for the launch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the blueberries should be in in two weeks' time. They're not far yeah. away now. Great. The first blueberries. But apart from that, no, always open to, yeah. to, to new, ideas, new opportunities yeah. and ideas. And, um, That's, and, and, I mean, it's just great the way 
you know, the way that yeah, you say the, the blueberries are coming in. Mm. Can't mm. wait for the stone fruit to come in and stuff. Yeah. And you know, I mean, that's the type of that's the type of thing that makes for a healthy food culture is people knowing about what's coming into season yeah. and being excited about it and making yeah. the most of what's available in that season. I think it yeah. gives you a variety as well. So if, if you have favourites and you go to the supermarket and you get those favourites every single time you shop, you don't have the variety. Mm. Whereas if you, you know, I hang out for the mandarins particularly and the blueberries and then the, the peaches. And so if you do that, you're really excited when they come to season. Yeah. You know, you, you, I ask Mick regularly if there's been enough frost for the mandarins to be sweet yet. And, you know, as it evolves, you, you learn about it and you look forward to it. Mm-hmm. And you have a different variety than you would otherwise. And it's healthy. Like, it's healthy for the body to consume a, a big variety yes. rather than just, yeah. you know, focus on the same stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So. All right, guys. Sorry, we'll leave it at that. Thank you. Thanks so much for talking to me. Thanks so much for listening to my chat with Michelle and Stanley Van Wake from the Southside Farmers Markets. If you want to find out more about them, you can go to their website, canberrafarmersmarkets.com.au. And if you want more of these podcasts, you can download the whole Quicksand Food Connection from iTunes and Stitcher, or you can listen to it for free on our website, quicksandfood.com. If you want to keep up to date with us, you can follow us on social media. We're at Quicksand Food on Facebook and on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode, and we'll see you again next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>